bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about the week <laughs> in reality TV. I'm struggling for every breath. Um, And this week it was really real, like Ooh. real gay drama wow. to the maximus, wow. for real. Wow. Pretty much everything we're talking about on this episode is like high school politics. Yeah. Which is also known as meaningless. These problems matter. (laughs) I mean, like, fucking gay social media drama. Well, luckily for us, we specialize in meaningless. We sure do. If I were a doctor, I would be Dr. Meaningless. Or no, you'd be Dr. Goldman's specialty meaningless. Um, Yes, I would be specializing in meaningless. My practice would be meaningless. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Special pri- private practice, yeah. meaningless practice. Well, we did get a cool review that I want to read, though, before, since we do, we need to just build ourselves up a little bit before we get into <laughs> the episode. It's from Daisy C., and she wrote it on our Facebook fan page on April 22nd. Shall I quote? I shall. Please. Hey, ladies. <laughs> I wrote this review on iTunes on 418, but apparently it's too offensive or something else bad because it was never posted. So... I'm posting it here because I think it's an awesome review and y'all deserve it. She's right. (laughs) Subject. Wicked blend of comedy gold. Dumb gay politics is the cross-pollination of a lesbian fantasy, the tangential brilliance of a gay Janine Garofalo, and the sharp wit of a non-asshole Lady Bill Maher. That's you. You're the Lady Bill Maher. It's a wicked blend of comedy gold and the perfect antidote to the mainstream, to the mainstream promotion of queers as normal, inoffensive hetero analogs. Oh, God. Whatever that means. What is analog? A hetero analog. What does that mean? Like a. I'm not really sure. Like a. Well, stereo. Okay. Mainstream promotion of queers as normal, inoffensive hetero analogs. Like, um. God damn. And I honestly wasn't sure who was Janine Garofalo and who was Bill Maher. Or maybe you're Janine Garofalo. Well, well, I guess we could each be either. And by the way, I always think Janine Garofalo is gay, (laughs) even though that's true. She's not. But she identifies. I well, you know what? I don't know what she identifies as. Yeah, I don't either. But I'm not pretty quite. I'm quite sure she's not out as gay. So, but if they say gay Janine Garofalo, I don't know. Then they mean mean you. But I don't know. I was. I'm honestly so flattered either way, which is why we're reading this here. (sighs) I'm glad that you're not angry that no one's miss. Identifying you. Oh, please. You better write that a letter. That happens to me all you the better time. better tell. I know, I know. That's my favorite well, thing. <laughs> well, everyone should take a lesson as somebody who gets mis... What's, what's the word? Identified all the time and, no, and not getting mad at it. You know what I mean? Just listen. Oh, it happens like, to me too. Misgendered, whatever. Who gives a fuck? I mean, that's the whole thing too with right, like... So. 
if that's what defines you, if you're so defined by that, I mean, it's one thing if I guess, oh, it's, you know, I don't know. It might be different if people asked me when I transitioned, like they do you. And it's like, that might, like, I don't know. But, um, Uh, I got called bruh a lot the last two weeks. Bruh. It seems to be new, but that might just be like them kind of trying to show you respect. Cause you were in a very like, and boss masculine. Oh boss. I love that. Hey boss. What's oh, up? I love that. I was like, Oh, love. love. Call me be... that anytime, honey, especially There's... a man. Yeah. Boss is good. I'm thinking like it's maybe it's cause I'm just real thick right now. So maybe they're just really sensing a boss. Oh no, you're just, you know what I mean? just got a boss vibe. motherfucker. Well, I want to not gloss over and keep talking about me being like Bill Maher. Um, <laughs> So who also do you think that that's me? Like, what do you really think? Crossbody Asian lesbian fantasy, obviously. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna say a non-asshole lady Bill Maher is you. Well, I am an asshole though. Well, you know, (laughs) one is 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 ingesting you as a non-asshole. I don't think you're an asshole to people. I think you're not really an asshole. Well. I'm so flattered by that, Daisy, even if I'm Janine Garofalo, because obviously Janine Garofalo was like, I mean, she was the comedy like queen at when in my formative years. Like, I mean, I was obsessed. That, yeah. That's way before fucking must love dogs or whatever the hell. Oh, that right, dumbass right, movie. Yeah. Her, her A-list <laughs> movie career was prior to that. I was into her actual stand up. Yeah. She turns she out funny. she was like a she was a fan of people's couch. Oh, that's right. And um we didn't know because she's not like on Twitter or anything. And so it was the year of when that show on Bravo um, first premiered called like my ex-girlfriend wife or what was that thing called? Oh my God, I love my ex-girlfriend wife. Yeah. Remember that lady? She danced in uh, the window with her underwear uh, on. Oh, right. Like I'm divorced now. Yeah. Um, oh, the girl's guide to being oh, divorced. That's right. Something the girl. Like, yeah. yeah. So that show, y'all remember it. And Janine Garofalo was in that the first season. Oh, that's and right. so and we were it hadn't premiered yet. It was literally <laughs> about to premiere like a week from then. And I, I were so stoked to see Janine Garofalo yeah. back on TV. Yes. And and so um, me and Julie are sitting at fucking Coffee Bean yeah. working on Funny Girls and oh, Janine Garofalo right. cruises in and yeah. Julie's like, Janine Garofalo is at the is at the line. Oh, Nacho. So I turn around and I look and I'm like, oh, my God. And we're just sitting there like fucking fanning out to each other. Bitch walks over and says she's a huge fan of us. And I just damn near almost died and lost my goddamn mind. And then um, while she was there, I got the opportunity to tell. First of all, we said we want we were so excited to see Girl's Guide to fucking my girlfriend's wife. Divorcing. Yeah. And she's like, "Ugh, that show. I mean, she just was like, it's misogynistic. quit. she yeah, couldn't. She, she couldn't take yeah, it. She couldn't take she's it. She's so fucking out there. I mean, and what's the, here? It is amazing that she's not a lesbian because I even would never quit a TV job. You know what I'm saying? She's completely. I'd be like, yeah. Oh, here I am, a man. <laughs> Trans me. That's hilarious. Oh, bam, yeah. Bleh. Yeah, she, she can't couldn't handle, handle She can't handle any of it. Nope. She was meeting Mike Myers' ex-wife next door at the bar. Remember? Mm. And it was like four in the afternoon. Oh, at the time. Yes. It was definitely daytime. But I thought that was kind of. I don't. She's probably even sober, but. They were meeting at a bar yeah. and um, which is right next door. And anyway, she said that I had to got the opportunity to tell her that I like love and I'm obsessed with that joke where she goes, what is the joke? It's like in God. Now I can't even remember what it was in reference to, but it was like in in um, 
I don't know, Vietnam or I don't know what war, Civil War. I don't know what war, but it was like, here's the pox filled blankets. Oh, right, 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 right. (laughs) Yes. I have done so many drugs since 2014 <laughs> that I don't even fucking remember that the, the my favorite joke which the only that I had been remembering since I was in like junior high yep. to tell her but I told her then I had done less drugs this was years ago this was four years ago kids yeah. but anyway she was so awesome about it she, was, she great. was so cool she was very cool we she was very cool she's very cool she's very cool did a comedy show with her once or not with her but in the same oh, yeah, in room austin. in austin and she came backstage and she just had she reminded me of betsy so much because she had like a big backpack and filled in it was ziploc bags filled with all kinds of different food like nuts and, and shit yeah, she's like here's some nuts here's some mango here's this here's my tea here's my boo here's my blah blah <laughs> and i just thought oh she's you know she's but she she was smoking though great i love you, you know mean smoking I mean? pot or smoking cigarettes she was definitely smoking cigarettes Sweet. I don't know I fucking about love when people smoke yeah. cigarettes. That shit is She was gangster. like out smoking and just been, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're kind of, this is a very packed episode. Yes. It's all drama, but I think you might should tell the kids. Well, we're, okay, maybe I? we should talk about it on Patreon. Oh, uh, okay. Promote- all right. <coughs> bless you. Bless you. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord protect and defend you any Jews know the song <laughs> mom and her said may always keep you from bear <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with with this well, well, with this musical I'm work I'm sorry you haven't seen Fiddler on the Roof oh the you, Jewiest Jewish musical you're right, ever and I haven't but I don't know. wish I was a rich girl. That's it. Na, 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 na. You no, can't help but fall in love with Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a Gwen Stefani song to me. Oh, right, right. Well, until you see <laughs> Fiddler mean, on the Roof and you see, oh, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's one, it's one's Jewish. Was Mandy Patinkin in it? <laughs> not in the original, not in the oh, okay. movie. But um, you know what? I bet we could look up right now Mandy Patinkin, Fiddler on the Roof, and he will have been in it. Oh, okay. Somewhere along the way. Well, we have a Patreon podcast, and if you're not a member, we urge you to join. It's a dollar an episode. It's an hour long, and Julie ran in to Anthony Scaramucci on her flight today, and because that's how dedicated we are that this motherfucker was just <laughs> less than five minutes ago right on the couch. I said, excuse me, sir. You're going to need to fucking pep it on up, honey. Pop the champagne, and let's get this bitch started. Speaking of, Linda James, if you are listening... um, I uh, wasn't it you that just reminded me of what she said slash he said, which was, excuse me, sir, can I help you, ma'am? Yeah, no, somebody, somebody tweeted it. <laughs> somebody tweeted it's it. It's the best thing ever in the world. That happened to me once, too. No, a homeless person wanted money and it was like, oh, excuse me, sir, can I borrow some money, ma'am? Or something like that. Something along the lines of that. That has happened to me many a time. Not from a homeless person, just from regular people. Um, anyway, so yes, I ran into Anthony Scaramucci, which I'll just tell the story on the Patreon. That's right. So, you know, it's these kinds of little ditties that only like uh, the three Patreon members get to yes. hear. Um, but meanwhile, if he's listening, because he's curious about the podcast, <laughs> um, just so everyone knows, the, the mooch is a mensch. No, we're not going to talk about it here. That's all I'm going to say. So if you want to know, get on over to the Patreon. All right, let's get to the shitstorm. <laughs> Take some shit. <laughs> 
Won't put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So most of the time, the eye of the shitstorm is completely obvious and completely important. This week, we decided to ignore any relevant life-affecting shitstorm news and just talk about what we want to talk about, which is, of course, the White House correspondent. All right. So to be clear, for those of you out there like me who don't know what that is or who those people are, the White House correspondents mm-hmm. um, are the journalists who cover the White House and the President of the United States. So they're America. the people uh-huh. who sit in the audience and get yelled at by Sarah <laughs> Fuckabee Sanders. You know, you know, you see when you turn on the news and you see her going like, next, what do you want? Nope. <laughs> ne- no. No, you've, I already answered that question. Why are you asking it again? I'm going to go ahead. You, John Acosta, you. Jake, what do you want? And then he asked a question. She's like, the president has already spoken. He said that he thinks it's a crime. North Korea, he's going to get a Nobel Peace Prize. It all is what it is. Everybody can decide what they want to do. Everybody can go home. I got to go back. Like, hang up. Hang up. Yeah. You have a question? Nope. Hang up. <laughs> I'm not even answering the phone that time. I don't even need the phone to ring. I'm going to hang up before. The, you know, before you even ask the question, the phone going to ring and I'm going to hang up the phone. Next. Hang up. So she and she does it every week. Julie and I watch it. Well, she does it every day and we watch it many times during the week. Uh-huh. Um, so it this fucking dinner has gone on every year since like 1930 or some shit. Um and the White House correspondents, they're also known as the press corps. The press oh, corps, the press, press corps, corps, the press corps. Okay? So they have They this- should have to wear... Um, I've decided that they should have to wear uniforms. They should. Like um, Scientologists. Like a Marine Corps. Yeah, or the Marine Corps. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they should actually you know look I mean? like the Sea Org. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I think exactly. they should look like the Good Sea one. Org. They should all be in there in uniform, <laughs> and then it should just be real like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, she loves to be... She love- should definitely be in a uniform. She's she needs a, a hat she's and a, a white. <laughs> I want her in, like, with, you know, the things on her shoulders. Yeah. She's so, she like, also Bugle a- Boy of Company B-type <laughs> yeah. uniform vibe. Oh, like that. Okay, yeah, good. Perfect. You know that hat? Yes, that <sighs> whole outfit with the pair that's tight <laughs> yeah. with a little tiny hat. I want her to also have a staff, mm. like a big, wa- like, a, like a biblical staff. All right, so these <laughs> press corps have this mm. dinner for themselves, and, like... I guess it's to let I'm not even really sure because I couldn't even really be bothered. But I guess it's to like raise money for scholarships and and they give scholarships and they give them out that night. Okay, and they think well, I should have just not told you to tell us what it is. They give God them out that you know. no, well, they give them out that night and the, it's a lot. I mean, for going to college and whatever, and it's you know, there's they do some good shit and and they give out awards, awards. and it's supposed to be about like free speech and blah 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 blah. It's like the Oscar awards for journalists. Well, supposedly it was when Obama was there because you know celebrities were up his nuts. Yeah, but now it's just like traditionally, regardless. It, the, usually the president and the vice president and all the DC fucking creatures right. go. And there's always a comedian and it becomes a friendly roast of sorts, you know, <laughs> so it's like the one time that the the press and a comedian get to kind of poke some holes in the presidential balloon, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and there have been times and Obama did it, both, all, all of it. Obama's done all of them. Sometimes he makes a video mocking himself or stands up and does a Whatever tight president, five yeah. written, you know, a mi- few minutes. Um, Trump- Obama did like a full, he did a five minute. Oh my God, he's done five minutes. He's done videos. He's done everything. And Bush. Yeah. Junior. 
God knows, I don't know, is it George C. Bush, George right. W. Bush, George mm-hmm. H. Bush? George I don't fucking P. know. D. P. Yeah. Q. Bush. J.R. He fucking, Bush, he fucking yeah. went up there with a full Trump Bush impersonator and did a whole oh, thing about strategery, cute. nuclear. It was fucking adorbs.org. And Clinton went up while being investigated by fucking, <laughs> like, that Ken Starr, that whole thing. Yeah. He, like, went up. And God knows I ain't got no love for Bill Clinton, honey. But they played. God a- knows I know love <laughs> Bill Clinton. <laughs> so he no, went up no, there. I just felt that in up, my body. He went up there and was literally like, uh, the press was had been hammering him. He had no friends in the room. Went up and was like, "Listen, I just lost ten pounds, and I know like everybody's gonna want to know like where where those ten pounds go. Oh. Everybody's gonna need to, for me to account for the ten pounds. Oh. I'm gonna need to turn it into the nice. fucking. And it was like. Good one, bud. Right. Good one. Like, come on, man. You got to. So what? Trump didn't go. He didn't go. And he didn't go last year. At all. Yeah. And um, he's been before just as a regular person and he got roasted a million times and he couldn't handle it. And um, he but he did send uh, some of his troopers, dare I say, his stormtroopers to the event to be to go in his stead. Yes. He sent Kellyanne Conway and Sarah Fuckabee Sanders right. to go in his place. So um, being that he's the epitome of someone who can dish it out but That's can't right. take it. He cannot take it at all. No. Oh, God. So and I kind of don't blame him because like you said in 2011, um, Obama did a full five minutes on him. Then Seth Meyers got up and did a full right. another five. And it was, whoo, was they hammered him. So this year um, the comedian was Michelle was care. Michelle Wolf. So for those of you, again, like me, who didn't know who the fuck I she didn't know is. Who she was. Okay, good. Us, like us. So for everyone out there who didn't know before you looked this up, she is a writer on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Now, after seeing her at the Correspondence Dinner, I wish she was the host of The Daily Show with Agreed. Trevor Noah. Agreed. And if it were The Daily Show with Michelle Wolf, I'd probably watch that show. I would too. But God forbid they turn that show over to a woman. They'd rather have a South African man doing American news than, Ameri- than an American woman. Whatever, sexism, <laughs> so basically this bitch did her 20 minute set at the White House Correspondents Dinner on Saturday and the 20 minutes she spent one fucking minute on Sarah Fuckabee Sanders jokes. One. And all I mean, barely. The, I mean, barely. Yeah. And half a half a minute, maybe less, maybe 10, 20 seconds on Kellyanne Conway and the whole world got butthurt. Ruh dick okay mm, mm, mm. suck that redick so <laughs> suck that bag of redicks so meow meow <laughs> cut together yeah. and the little editor the little nerdy editor that she is mm. she got pasty she went down into a cold basement she ate chips uh-huh. she put cheeto dust all on her computer yeah i got grease all over my fat yeah. stomach <laughs> yeah her, got, her shirt wrote up yeah my shirt she my didn't shirt shave did anything write. yeah nothing yeah. She hasn't seen the sun. She has black circles under her eyes. Mm-hmm. So she edited together this mashup. It's the first of its kind. We were going to put it on YouTube, but it's just audio. So oh, this is going to, you know, for those of you that didn't get to hear it, didn't get to hear a lot of it, we're not going to be able to talk shit without talking over it. Without, right? No, without oh. no, without everyone oh, knowing. Right, right. What we're talking about. Reference, so. so I cut um, the whole speech was 20 minutes. This thing is like eight and a half or whatever yeah. we pulled like what we thought were like the highlights but we'll so, be here with you because we'll we're be here just with gonna right. people's couch it she um also what you miss at the beginning is uh she just says hello and welcomes blah 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 blah, blah. so then we just sort of like get you know like get and just it. a reminder to everyone 
everyone. I'm here to make jokes. I have no agenda. I'm not trying to get anything accomplished. So everyone that's here from Congress, you should feel right at home. See, already talking shit, talk shit about and them. I know as much as some of you might want me to, it's 2018 and I am a woman, so you cannot shut me up. Unless you have Michael Cohen wire me $130,000. Michael, you can find me on Venmo under my porn star name, Reince Priebus. Of course, Trump isn't here. Oh, I don't know what happened to the part where she says Reince gives a thumbs up, but she does. And I want to just stop for a moment because I want everyone to know that she said that about made that little joke about Reince Priebus. They cut to Reince Priebus. They showed him. He said a thumbs up. His he was smiling, smiling, and just you know it was a that is an innocuous joke. That is a nothing. And he tweeted the next day um, how awful she is and how unfunny he said, that was. He oh, said sorry. an an extra an R X rated spectacle that started poorly and ended up in the bottom of the canyon. Another victory for at real Donald Trump for not attending and proving his point once again. The room was uncomfortable. Trump lovers and even a large number of Trump haters were pretty miserable. And from what you can hear, there's actually quite a lot of laughter. And also, you laugh fucking rants. And you're a two-faced hypocrite, too. I mean, like, you put... Why are you putting your thumb up? Why are you smiling? Just to what? This just goes to show how hypocritical you are, rights, and what a two-faced snake you are, you fucking bag of dicks. If you haven't noticed, he's not here. And I know, I know, I would drag him here myself, but it turns out the president of the United States is the one pussy you're not allowed to grab. Oh, there's bleeps. Yeah, he did. You remember? Good. No one had a problem. Mm -hmm. Trump's also an idea guy. He's got loads of ideas. You loads. gotta love him for that. <laughs> he wants to give teachers guns, and I support that because then they can sell them for things they need, like supplies. I mean. May I stop again? I mean, I'm sorry, but it's like she's making great points. She made great points the whole speech. And even that, he wasn't even got this little joke. I think that joke's funny and it's very pointed, but no one had anything to say about it. They only want to talk about Sarah fucking B. fucking Sanders. That's it. That's only anybody wants to talk about. A lot of people want Trump to be impeached. I do not. Because just when you think Trump is awful, you remember Mike Pence. This is where. Yeah. Mike Pence is what happens when Anderson Cooper isn't gay. <laughs> Mike Pence is also very anti-choice. He thinks abortion is murder, which, first of all, don't knock it till you try it. This is where and it started. You do people try get it, really you know. knock it. You know, you got to get that baby out of there. People can't handle that. They can't handle and that. And yeah, sure, you can groan all you want. I know a lot of you are very anti-abortion. I love how she you says know, that, unless not pro-life. it's the one you got for your secret mistress. Blam! Boom! It's fun how values can waver. I love when she says that it's fun how values can waver. Like, exactly. Exactly! I mean, what more needs to be said right there? I'm mm. sure that's right when Rancid's actual pubes started to shrivel up <laughs> on his uh, little teeny balls because he's probably thinking about his mistress that's right well he's there with his high school sweetheart aka i guess his wife fuck off but i mean they're all like ooh, oh meanwhile like your party or even i don't even care if it's Democrat. i don't even who whoever's booing or groaning you know the sh you're groaning because the shit is fucking real that's why you're groaning you know what i'm saying you're not groaning because 
it's it's so offensive. You're groaning because if it's offensive, it's because it's it's true. Yeah. But good for you. <laughs> no, things are changing. Men are being held accountable. You know, uh, Al Franken was ousted. That one really hurt liberals. But I believe it was the great Ted Kennedy <laughs> who said, wow, that's crazy. I murdered a woman. Amazing. <laughs> Me too. Amazing. I murdered a woman. Amazing. Uh, Republicans are easy to make fun of. You know, it's like shooting fish in a Chris Christie. I just need to stop for a second. She said it's like shooting fish in a Chris Christie, which is calling Chris Christie a barrel while they cut to a picture a shot of him eating. Not one person has said anything about it. Now, that is a pointed fat joke. That's a full on fat joke calling that man a big, huge fat barrel. OK, mm-hmm. now I want you to think about that. And remember that, because when you go into Sarah Fuckabee Sanders and you hear about what she said and everyone's going in on her about you can't make fun of the way a woman looks, blah, 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 you'll see the hip hop but I also want to make fun of Democrats. Democrats are harder to make fun of because you guys don't do anything. <laughs> People think you might flip the House and Senate this November, but you guys always find a way to mess it up. You're somehow going to lose by 12 points to a guy named Jeff Pedophile Nazi Doctor. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. Doctor. I mean, it's true. Hope Democrats listen up. We should definitely talk about the women in the Trump administration. There's Kellyanne Conway. Man, she has the perfect last name for what she does. Conway. It's like if my name was Michelle Jokes Frizzy Hair Small t- <laughs> That's 10 seconds. You guys gotta stop putting Kellyanne on your shows. All she does is lie. If you don't give her a platform, she has nowhere to lie. It's like that old saying, if a tree falls in the woods, how do we get Kellyanne under that tree? I'm not suggesting she gets hurt, just stuck. <laughs> stuck under a tree. Apparently, a tree falls in the woods is Scott Pruitt's definition of porn. <laughs> yeah, we all have our kids. And they all groan at that? The man is dismantling. He doesn't believe in climate change. What are you groaning at? I don't understand. That one I don't understand at all. Fuck Scott Pruitt. Maybe because of the word porn makes them all uncomfortable. They're all so like repressed fucking like hooker fuckers. They can't like handle the word porn. I don't know. I cannot deal. They thought it was really, really vulgar and crass. And I'm vulgar. I mean, get over yourself. There's also, of course, Ivanka. She was supposed to be an advocate for women. But it turns out she's about as helpful to women as an empty box of tampons. <laughs> I mean, Which is the best. Like yeah, she's great. She's nothing to satisfy women. So I guess like father, like daughter. Da-da-da. Ooh, groaning. Oh, you don't think he's good in bed. Come on. I mean. She does clean up nice, though. Ivanka cleans up nice. She's the diaper genie of the administration. On the outside, she looks sleek, but the inside, it's still full of Still full of shit. Yeah. And of course, we have Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We are graced with Sarah's presence tonight. Mm. I, I mean, have to say, I'm she's... a little starstruck. And just so you guys know, she's she she did go in Trump's 
place. Right. She's sitting so she's, on the on the top platform right. where if you've ever seen an eclipse or anything, it's where the president's supposed to right. sit. She's up there. Right. She, Trump sent her to take the licks. Yep. Which she obviously couldn't do. Nope. And I think, which we'll get to, but I think the that the the reason for the fake outrage and backlash is because these people have to work with Sarah Huckabee Sand. Like I don't right. even think if, if she had done this to Trump that it would have been if as, Trump was sitting there, right. I don't think they would have defended him because they don't ever have to see him. Right. But because they have to then go because they're the White House press corps, go get yelled at, hang up by her every day. Right. They're pretending to be outraged on her behalf. However, you'll hear it and you can make well, we're not going to let you make your own choices because we're going to tell you how to feel about it. But um, <laughs> but also, would anyone have been mad if somebody, if it was her, whoever talked about Trump? Because she doesn't even talk about the way that woman looks. Not really, if you really listen. No. But you don't think it's going to be your hair, your hair, your orange, your orange, your hair, your orange, your fat, your orange. It was, a, it was all orange. about his looks in so, 2011 come with on. Seth Meyers. Come on. Seth Meyers said he had a fox on his head. Exactly. And if you don't finish your dinner, the fox on his head will eat the dinner. <laughs> right. So it's just like, but you're outraged about the, come on, come on. It's lies. It's, it's like, I can't. I love you as Aunt Lydia and the Handmaid's Tale. I got to watch that right away. Handmaid's Tale. Mike Pence, if you haven't seen it, you would love it. <laughs> Every time Sarah steps up to the podium, I get excited because I'm not really sure what we're going to get. You know, a press briefing, a bunch of lies, or divided into softball teams. She's sitting right it's there. Shirts and skins, and this time don't be such a little bitch, Jim Acosta. I mean, she's sitting right there. Yeah. So good. How ballsy this is. Like, so ballsy. I actually <sighs> really like Sarah. I think she's very resourceful. Like, she burns facts, and then she uses that ash to create a perfect smoky eye. Like, maybe that, she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. That's what they're saying is one thing about her looks. Probably they're using lies. that as, as if she's talking about her looks, which is a reach. And I'm never really sure what to call Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, is it Sarah Sanders? Is it Sarah Huckabee Sanders? Is it Cousin Huckabee? Is it Auntie Huckabee Sanders? Like, what's Uncle Tom but for white women who disappoint other white women? Fuck yeah. Oh. Fuck oh, yeah. Aunt Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Coulter. Ooh, girl. I watch Morning Joe every morning. We now know that Mika and Joe are engaged. Congratulations, you guys. It's like when a Me Too works out. <laughs> <laughs> we also, Rachel Maddow. We cannot forget about Rachel Maddow. She is the Peter Pan of MSNBC. But instead of never growing up, she never gets to the point. I mean, come on. Watching Rachel Maddow is like going to Target. You went in for milk, but you left with shampoo, candles, and the entire history of the Byzantine Empire. <laughs> I mean, come Amazing. on. And of course, Megyn Kelly. What would I do without Megyn Kelly? You know, probably be more proud of women. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Megyn Kelly got paid $23 million by NBC. Then NBC didn't let Megyn go to the Winter Olympics. Why not? She's so white, cold, and expensive, she might as well be the Winter Olympics. <laughs> and by the way, Megyn, Santa's black. The weird old guy going through your chimney was Bill O'Reilly. Amazing. No groaning for no, either of those things, by the way. There's a ton of news right now. 
A lot is going on, and we have all these 24-hour news networks, and we could be covering everything. But instead, we're covering like three topics. Every hour, it's Trump, Russia, Hillary, and a panel of four people that remind you why you don't go home for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I love that. Milk comes from nuts now, all because of the gays. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are obsessed with Trump. Did you used to date him? Because you pretend like you hate him, but I think you love him. <laughs> I think what no one in this room wants to admit is that Trump has helped all of you. Guilty. He could yeah, have totally. Or vodka or water. We're not or pretending like it's he's not. Ties or Eric. Eric, amazing. Or Eric. Ugh. But he has helped you. He's helped you sell your papers and your books and your TV. You helped create this monster and now you're profiting off of him. And if you're gonna profit off of Trump, you should at least give him some money because he doesn't have any. We're not making he enough. He still doesn't have clean water. Flint, that's just in case you didn't hear. Flint does, still doesn't have clean water is what right. she said at the that end. That was the end. That was the end. Yeah. Anyway, those are some highlights. And yeah, you know, I hope you hear for yourself. She didn't talk shit about, she didn't talk about the physical looks of Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Any, nothing that was bad, like the thing about Aunt Lydia in that show. And I haven't watched it, but it's clear from the picture that I Googled that that woman is just a huge, scary fucking bitch. Yeah, she's probably the one that yells at everyone. So and kills them. So basically whatever. the backlash went as such. So Andrea Mitchell, who is, she's been a White House correspondent since like 1913. Yep. She has, I think she might have a show, Mitchell Reports on MSNBC, which is in the morning. And I like to do CNN in the morning, MSNBC at night. Yes. I used to do that, but now I need. You need Velshi and Rob. I need my <laughs> Stephanie Rule yeah. drinking so, her Pinot Grigio in the coffee mug. Yeah. So. I'm just saying that's, I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. And so Andrea Mitchell, um tweeted apology is owed to press secretary sarah sanders and others grossly insulted by michelle wolf at the white house correspondents association dinner which started with uplifting uh, uplifting heart felt speech comedian was worse since imus insulted clinton's wow andrea mitchell like like that is some a gal, honey. Like, oh, you're you're telling someone that they owe someone an apology. Like, oh, okay, thanks, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> thanks for deciding where, where who needs to get apologized to. Yes. Then Mika Dumbfuck Brzezinski, who she <laughs> talked about in the in what you heard was Mika and Joe. I guess they do Morning Joe. Another reason I don't watch MSNBC in the morning. I can't with those two. I can't with that guy. He looks like that cartoon of the guy. It's like a guy who has all his features in the middle of his face and a big nose. Dilbert? Yeah, probably. And he apparently, I feel like he has some 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 like scandal where he like murdered some actually someone, murdered some girl died in his office i'm sure maybe it was she was a drug or who, we don't really know what he really knows yeah but why is there a girl in your office and now and, and, yeah. meow, and you were we fucking her yeah. and clearly she's so like, oh, and that's why she said it's a me too gone right and yeah. it's like so this is what mika has the audacity to tweet she goes watching a wife and mother be humiliated on national television it wasn't national television her, by the way it was c-span for her looks is deplorable deplorable i have experienced insults about my appearance from the president all women have a duty to unite 
when these attacks happen and the WHCA, White House Correspondents Association, owes Sarah an apology. Oh, oh, Another demand oh. for an apology. All these apologies are needed. I mean, just sanctimonious, self-righteous. So then Maggie fucking Haberman. So Maggie Haberman has been all in the news lately because she's this famous New York Times reporter who recently won a Pulitzer for her work on Trump. She um, and then Trump tweeted he doesn't even talk to her. Oh, and, but he does. Mm-hmm. And then Maggie Haberman also received an award at the dinner. Oh, okay? right. Yes, 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 she yes. She tweeted that Sarah Sanders sat and absorbed intense criticism about her physical appearance her job performance, God. and so forth, instead of getting up and walking out on national television, was impressive. And it's like, I, I feel like, and then and then Michelle Wolf tweeted her back and said like something along the effects of like, hey, Mags, which is like super condescending <laughs> and passive aggressive, like, hey, Mags, I didn't make any jokes about her appearance. That was actually all about her, um, her behavior and job yeah. performance. But I guess if you're inferring anything that was about her looks, that's on you. Yeah. That's what you're perceiving. Yeah. Because if she compares her to the lady from A Handmaid's Tale. Yep. And you know that th- you think that lady's ugly. That's on you. But she's talking about the character or whatever she's talking about. You're the one saying that the woman's ugly. Yep. You know? Yeah. She didn't make one physical word. Not mm-hmm. one. Not one insult not about one. her physical presence. Not li- I mean, literally whatever, not whatever one. called. Then, get this, and this is where Meow Meow really lost her damn mind. Um, well, first of all, humanity's biggest epic fail, Sean Spicer, <laughs> fucking felt the need to, which which according to all present, he was he gave a standing ovation um, to certain things. He was laughing. He was having a great time. He tweeted, the leadership of the White House Correspondents' Dinner has been silent. And Margaret Taleb, John Carl, and... Oh, Knox need to respond since they <laughs> since they paid for her to speak. Okay, like Sean Spicer trying to come again, demanding an apology from the people who paid for her to talk, basically shaming. It's like Sean Spicer. By the way, no one likes you. None of the White House correspondents like you. You were fired from that job. Yep. I don't know why you think you need to come in with your, your with your morality tale. So then Margaret Taleb, the president of the White House Correspondents Association, the president of the press corps, she tweeted before the event a picture of herself and she said a little pre-show walkthrough and no, at Michelle Wolf did not let me hear any jokes early and she's all excited, but bitch, you know who you hired. You know exactly who you hired. That's like somebody hiring you and it has happened before. Yes, it has. And the second you get there and you do meow meow and you do you, <laughs> then all of a sudden and then any kind of backlash comes, which really isn't even that important, the backlash. It's like just perceived as important because it's on social media and social media is entirely made up of call out culture and it's fucking bullshit which is why at the beginning of the show we said all this stuff is is like it's gay drama it's trumped up bullshit somebody hiring julie and then this has happened because this bitch got any sort of you know shamed on any level for hiring this this comic she fucking Mm-mm. sends out this letter mm. to the entire press corps and mm. then tweets it. And part of the letter was like, A, that she's leaving next year. She's going to, well, she'll work out how they're going to change things with the new person who's taking over. And then says, last night's program was meant to offer a unifying message about our common commitment to a vigorous and free press while honoring civility, 
great reporting and scholarship winners not to divide people. Unfortunately, the entertainer's monologue was not in the spirit of that mission. Now, can I just say in 2011 when Seth Meyers sat there for five straight minutes, as did Obama, but let's not even say Obama because he's president, do whatever you want. And Seth Meyers sat there for five minutes and ripped Donald Trump a new asshole when he was sitting in the audience. Right. He's a private citizen. Right. Certainly he was a fucking creep and it did the birther and, and all that yeah. stuff. And I'm not saying he didn't have it coming, but even me and you, and we were dying laughing sitting in a New York yep. hotel. Yep. We were even like, God damn. I mean, they are coming for this guy. He's the only one. It was like everybody had decided it was, he was okay for him to get piled on. And it's like, was that in the spirit of civility? And let me just was also say, also, it's so the hypocrisy is has run has run has the the hypocrisy zoo has done been um, trampled over. The animals are out of the zoo. It's they're taking over. I can't even my I'm I can't even deal with the hypocrisy. A this woman did an entire her monologue at the beginning where she talked about her immigrant parents, her immigrant father, had they not been able to come here, blah, blah, blah. And that is a pointed dig at Donald Trump. And I'm not saying everything yeah, they're she from, was like, Bulgaria saying. Bulgaria or something. Yeah, like. and I'm not saying everything she was, wasn't, was saying was not good. It was good. I mean, it was good. But that was divisive. Yeah. That was a divisive thing to say because we are in the middle of an immigration um, civil war or whatever. Yeah. And not to mention the same day people are climbing over the wall in Tijuana. There's a caravan down the street. That is a pointed divisive thing to say. You, madam, are a hypocrite. Yeah. Period. The end. And period. And you're the head of the fucking free press. You hired a comedian. Uh, word. So here's a tip for anyone. No more comedians then. Well, exactly. And also to anyone out there and just in general, um, like the, uh, even though Andrea Mitchell like that looked bad and she lost herself i mean there are people who do worse shit and she she lost she lost a lot of credibility and she lost a lot of people and even mika who never had anyone because no one probably even likes her but i'll tell you the person who looks the worst is that person because she hired that girl and then fucking threw her to the wolves and threw her under the bus and did not stand by her own decision and and then act wanted to act like oh i didn't know like she's now a victim of this comedian and i'm like that's not a good look for you at all and 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 you lost fans too and in our, our final thing since this is going on real long we'll say that wendy williams today asked her audience if they if anyone in the audience agrees that michelle wolf's jokes were inappropriate and two white women clapped and she said then you're at the wrong show rachel ray is downstairs <laughs> new trash Nutrash. And it was funny because Julie and I watched some Rachel Ray today just so Julie could do Nutrash the whole time. Nutrash? I feed my dog Nutrash. <laughs> so this bullshit inspired a brand new segment that we're going to do now called Apology Cops. Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? When you were you had bad treats You go to school and learn the golden rule So why are you acting like a bloody fool? If you get hot, then you must get cool Bad boys, bad boys What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Now it's time for a brand new segment called Apology Cops. 
Like Brandy said, Andrea Mitchell and Mika Brzezinski and all those dumb fucks demanding an mm-hmm. apology on someone else's behalf. P.S. Guess who didn't ask for an apology? <laughs> Sarah fucking B. Mm-hmm. Sanders, nor Ke- Kelly and Conway. Yeah. None of, in fact, none of them asked for apologies. Only everyone around them. So just, okay. This reminded us how much we hate when people do that. And turns out they do it all the time. All the time. And they're at it again. This time, the apology cops are after Joy Reid. Also known as A.M. Joy. Also known as Julie's girlfriend, Joy Reid. (laughs) Also known as Joy is an angel that we fucking love, Reid. Yes, that is correct. Joy, A.M. Joy, my girlfriend Joy, Uh, Angel Joy Reid has a show on MSNBC called A.M. Joy. And she uh, fills in for quite a lot for the nighttime hosts when they are sick or whatever, including Rachel Maddow. If you don't know who she is, Google her and you'll probably probably recognize her. So apparently Joy had a blog back in the early 2000s and she made a few gay comments and reference to different shit. And then some dumb fucking asshole on Twitter went in and took screen grabs of these old ass posts and put them on Twitter. Cue the apology cops. She was hounded and harassed and shamed by the apology cops for nearly two weeks until this Saturday on her show, she apologized. Now, the funny thing is, I wonder if any of the people demanding an apology were even gay. Because I know Julie's gay ass didn't w- get offended. Nope. Scott Nevins from People's Couch is gay and he tweeted out his support for her. Guy Branham, somebody who's annoying that we worked with on Fashion Police, but he's also gay. Um, and he was completely understanding and tweeted one of the one of the best things that we'll read after. Um, and Rachel Maddow, one of the world's most powerful gays, uh, works with a joy and wasn't offended. Yeah, exactly. And also tweeted out a, a thing of support for yeah. her. But I think she used the word beloved, which possibly. we'll read too. OK, well, a hallmark of apology cops is that they many times demand apologies on behalf of groups that they aren't even a member of <laughs> gay or not. They drag joy and they got what they wanted but before we play her apology let's tell the girls and burrs some of the shit that she typed on her blog nine thousand million years ago yeah i actually didn't even want to read them because quite frankly i don't even want to give the whole controversy any credence but if we don't read them then the 14 listeners <clears throat> will spend the whole segment wondering what the fuck she even said so and they'll be trying to google it they won't be listening blah, 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 blah. so right. we'll just and it also by the way it's hard to find like an itemized list that, yeah. to cut and paste here right because because even though everyone's so offended and wants to talk straight about her, nobody really wants to compile that list because it's not as offensive when it's put into a list. But at I, all, I did my best. So here you go. Meow, meow. OK, sometime around 2005, she wrote, quote, most straight people cringe at the sight of two men kissing, unquote, and that she wouldn't see the film Brokeback Mountain because, quote, she didn't want to watch the two male characters having sex. OK, well, oh, I no. cringe when I see anyone kissing. For the record. For, and also, guess what? In Brokeback Mountain, they kissed maybe one time. There was barely any kissing no, no, in that no. movie. And, no. And I think... Um, There's nothing happening. No, and she and there was no she sex. Didn't, she didn't say that. That's not even the point of what she said anyway. She said they didn't want to watch them having sex, and you do see them do that. Supposedly, he spits on his hand, right? No, Doesn't it's all in his chat. It's all oh. nothing. You, you barely see it. The only thing that you see is a, the camera's like... It's like he go, it's, you know, the guy lays well, down or bends know, over or and whatever. whatever. And by the way, that movie offended me. It's so fucking boring. I fell so asleep. So boring. So boring. Broke back boring. I fucking fell the fuck asleep. I was so bored and I was so offended <laughs> that they were put up for rewards for being brave. Exactly. For playing gay characters. Just fuck off. That should, that's, you know what I want apology from <laughs> is, well, he's dead. Yeah, and Jake yeah. fucking whatever his name is and the fucking director and uh, the Oscar exactly. Academy. So, all right, apparently she suggested at one point that gay guys 
suggesting they, okay, quote, tend to be attracted to very young post-pubescent types, end quote. Okay, so I'll say this. That should just say guys yeah, tend to be on. attracted to come very on. young post-pubescent types. And that's just true. That's a fact. Listen, we talked about uh, it on the Patreon I'm not, last week. Like, you, you don't have to... Talk. No, I know. But I'm saying... It's not a, and maybe she said it in reference to gay guys and that's her bad because really guys, it's like, I don't care. Black guys, white guys, Mexican guys, any men, men, men. they like a, they like a young gal. What can you do? Except for apparently the president of France, but, um, (laughs) it is what it is. And And um, those on age gap love, which I highly suggest everybody. I don't think that's homophobic to say something that's, that's a actual cultural and whether, and maybe they think it's a dangerous stereotype because People call gay guys child molesters now. Right. That I don't think is what she meant. She's probably just like fucking annoyed like the rest of us that guys only like young things because <laughs> it is annoying. Right. Right. OK. Then she called Ann Coulter <sighs> a dude mm-hmm. and said she prefers her drag queens to be more fierce. I find I don't even that's like I'm so not offended by that that I'll like marry it and have a thousand of its <laughs> babies. So I don't give a fuck. This was probably the most offensive thing apparently that she said and she had to have a panel on her fucking show discussing the troubles with this sort of language so Mm-mm. um and i just also want to point out that this one actually is in a way uh, uh complimentary to drag queens she's calling drag queens fierce she wants a fierce drag queen and if she's calling ann coulter a drag queen go fucking cry about it okay i guarantee you drag queens didn't care so I mean, give me a fucking break. Drag queens use the word fish to describe being like yeah, a woman. Yeah, and you want to yeah. talk to me about this? Stop. Just cut the shit. Yeah. So then. So now let's play her apology. I couldn't even watch. I couldn't. It made me so uncomfortable. Couldn't imagine where they'd come from or whose voice that was. In the months since, I've spent a lot of time trying to make sense of these posts. I hired cybersecurity experts to see if somebody had manipulated my words or my former blog. And the reality is they have not been able to prove it. But here's what I know. I genuinely do not believe I wrote those hateful things because they are completely alien to me. But I can definitely understand, based on things I have tweeted and have written in the past, why some people don't believe me. I've not been exempt from being dumb or cruel or hurtful to the very people I want to advocate for. I own that. I get it. And for that, I am truly, truly sorry. I had a conversation the other day with a friend who's also an advocate in the LGBTQ community in Florida who rightly took me to task for my tweets mocking Ann Coulter using transgender stereotypes. I apologize to my friend and I want to apologize to the trans community and to Ann. Those tweets were wrong and horrible. I look back today at some of the ways I've talked casually about people and gender identity and sexual orientation and I wonder who that even was. But the reality is that like a lot of people in this country, that person was me. I grew up in a household that, like many in America, had conservative views on LGBTQ issues. I had friends, some of my closest friends, in fact, growing up, who I later learned were gay and who had kept it secret from me and from everyone else we were close to because they didn't know what we would say or if we would still be friends or whether we would look at them differently. I can remember a friend of mine my freshman year in college telling me he was gay and my knee-jerk reaction being that it was so disappointing to the women he could have married. He was so hurt, he didn't speak to me for months. I'm heartbroken that I didn't do better back then, knowing so many great people in the LGBTQ community, including amazing friends and journalists and producers and political operatives and great dads and moms and advocates and just regular people. 
and knowing how hard it must have been for so many of them to come out to their families, to their friends, to just walk around in the world, especially for trans people. And I feel like I should have known better than to ever write or tweet in a way that could make fun of or make light of or make light of that pain and that experience. Even a decade ago, when the country was in a very different place. But I cannot take any of that back. I can only say that the person I am now is not the person I was then. I like to think I've gotten better as a person over time, that I'm still growing, that I'm not the same person I was 10 or five or even one year ago. And I know that my goal is to try to be a better person and a better ally. Now the reality is I have to own the things that I've written and tweeted and said. And I'm hoping out of all of this, there's an opportunity to talk about the ways in which hurtful speech really does imperil marginal, marginalized communities. These issues matter, not just theoretically, but because we're talking about our friends, our kids, our coworkers, people who deserve better than what I have sometimes given them. And with that, I want to introduce our panel. Joining me now is Jonathan. Oh, I mean, what more do you need? I thought it was really, really, really like, I, I thought it was really beautiful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was, I thought it was, she was really vulnerable. She had to yep. admit a lot of stuff, yep. you know, um, mm-hmm. Rachel Maddow tweeted brains, guts, heart, and soul. Beloved Joy Reid has always been a treasured and brilliant colleague, but I've never been prouder to work with her than I am now. That is so sweet. Yeah. And then I just want to say that Guy Branham, he didn't even mention her name in the tweet, which I also thought was kind of good because Mm -hmm. he didn't because it was just like more general thing. Yeah. And also it's like everyone was sick of it. It's a it's a drummed up, trumped up Twitter drama. It's like it would never have happened. It started and happened because of social media. It frothed up into a frenzy because of the apology cops. And it and I want to say like the my main point of this whole thing is like if you did get offended by any of the things that, you know, Julie read you. Um, that she said, I'm not, I'm, I'm not shaming you for being offended by that. If, if, if you're gay or if you're not, and you still think it's problematic and it, and it bothers you, then so be it. What we're shaming in this is the apology cops and the, and the call right. out culture of social media. And what it really made me think of is the whole th- time, um, like yesterday and today, like while I was watching the news, it's made me think like, I'm going to be really sad and the day is coming soon when there won't be when we won't have TV anymore. We won't have cable TV. We will only have streaming networks to watch TV on. Even Hulu is now like showing like like TNT on Hulu. That means you can watch sports now on Hulu. It's like sports and news are the only thing keeping cable TV alive because those are the only things you want to watch in real time. Mm-hmm. Anything else people can stream. So right. Because of actually, side note, because of people like fucking Rachel Maddow who are putting their shows as podcasts that people don't even need to have (laughs) cable to hear Rachel Maddow. She's actually taking herself off the market. Little does she know. I don't know why she's not putting two and two together. But anyway, someday soon when there's no TV, we're only going to all of our news is going to be dictated by fucking assholes like these people on Twitter that made this story news. And it's not real news. It doesn't matter. It has Nothing to do, it has nothing nothing important or impactful on the gay community. There's tons of news happening in the gay community. People were, you know, places where like, you know, things with gay adoption and hate crimes and people dealing with, yeah, trans bathrooms. I mean, there's tons of LGBT news related things going on and this isn't one of them. And Twitter made this into a news story. And when we don't have TV anymore, if we don't 
find a way to like stop this <clears throat> yep then this hysterical culture and on- the ha- somebody kept using the phrase hand wringing which i liked yeah i mean th- it's gonna dictate what's news and then it's also because because of news shows caring so much about what's on twitter and what's on social media and what's trending it like dictates what they then talk about right they then made this into a news story when it isn't one and so guy basically said pretending that homophobic jokes weren't part of the mainstream discourse that everyone participated in during the 90s and 2000s is dangerous and ahistorical we all acted like trash so let's accept that and move along Mm -hmm. and like guy's gay and by the way what about like and this is just another probably very stupid point. It's probably probably just offending everyone more with me even weighing in. But like, what about the gay people now who were who weren't even out then? Like, yeah. and maybe said gay stuff or went along with ha 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 because they were in the closet. And isn't that sort of being homophobic? You couldn't even yes. admit you were gay. So aren't you weren't you kind of homophobic? Like yeah. for her to have to be called homophobic it's too, because yeah. she casually talked about feeling uncomfortably seeing two guys kissing. And it's like, right. you're only you're only uncomfortable until you see it and then you're not anymore. It's like, there's things, well, I don't want to see, like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see men and women together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you and know what like, I mean? Or, or don't stand in front of me in Starbucks with your hand on her back and you guys kissing. It's gross. It's too it, close to me. Yeah, it's so gross. Get away I, from me. I hate, we, I don't want to see your gets, fucking she gets sexual time. She gets at the airport if people are being factious. She's Ew. like, God, get your arms, take your octopus arms off of each other. <laughs> I don't want to see kissing and any, I don't see any of that shit from anybody. Okay, and also she wasn't even and it wasn't even jokes, but I'm glad you said that about people in the closet. You know how many people I just see do stand up, talk about their boyfriends and their girlfriends. And while we were out there fucking doing some gay heavy lifting and then 10 years later or 15 years later, they come out. Yeah. And and it's like, wow, now I'm I'm having now I'm out. Oh, I can't believe they said this or that. And the other is like, bitch, you talked about your boyfriend. Yep. And I watched you do it, Aaron. I watched yeah. you do it, Beth. I watched you do it, whoever people. And listen, we change, we evolve. You deal with your life, and you, and no one. And I'm not holding it against anybody until you hold it against someone else. Yeah. So now um, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna have a breath of fresh air because mm. we're gonna stop by the ladies' room. Oh, I do need to stop by the ladies' room. You know how it builds up. Now it's time for the ladies room. We love this segment, but we rarely get to do it because just like the last two segments showed, ladies be getting the shit and of the sick. Oh, crap. Where my ladies at? Huh? <laughs> hey, what are you in the military? <laughs> in the, where are my police? Where are my, where are my safety troopers? Where's my law enforcement? Where's my, <laughs> my law enforcement? <laughs> okay. All right. Where's my Catholics? But where's you know Jews? what? Last week was a big week for ladies everywhere when America's favorite necrophiliac rapist, (laughs) Bill Cosby, finally got found guilty. Yay. Oh, that was quite a day. I had a good time with that day. Time's Time's up, bitch. bitch. Hey, no thank you, Mr. Cosby. No thank you. No thank you. And I just want to say, I want to just, I need to give a, a sweet hug to a young lady who left a comment no, thank you, Mr. Cosby. Left a comment on the thing on the post. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. And you know so. what? I'm starting to think that um, he could drug me and I would be no thank you, Mr. Cosby. <laughs> I'm getting to the point where mm. a fucking tranquilizer dart can't mm. take my ass down. Mm-hmm. I would. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, something's happening to me where I'm having the opposite thing happen. You're getting real fucked up real easy? Not even. Now I'm getting just tired. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you're tired and... I try. I couldn't even... Well, whatever. Well, Andrea Constant, um, a.k.a. the tallest lesbian of the 20th century... Um, In 2004, working as director of operations for the women's basketball team at Temple University, Temple is Bill Cosby's alma mater. Bill Cosby got found guilty, but the only reason that he was able to um, go back to court is because this woman, Andrea Constant, she was the only one of the 10,000 women who had been um, sexually molested by or whatever, uh, who had been on the rape spectrum. Of Bill Cosby. Yeah. Um, within the statute of limitations. With that, within the statute within of limitations. Within the time. She's the only one. So basically, she's from Canada. <laughs> and like Julie said, she she was like a she was like a professional basketball player. Like wherever the fuck women do that, like in Italy or wherever the fuck they have shit like that. And so... She's like from a fake, like a movie where, like in, you know, that movie with um Julie Andrews and uh, what's her name? And it was like, she's a princess of... Oh, Monstrantland or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Monrovia Montro- or whatever. Montrovia. Yeah. She's literally from a land of like like that where they're all tall women playing basketball. You so know what I mean? she was working at Temple, which is, yeah, was Bill Cosby's alma mater. I guess he's some kind of like a booster or whatever the fuck was going on where he was just there pretending he was giving money so he could go meet rape victims or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he set his sights on her. And um, now she, I think, had said that he was he would he was kind of annoying and he was always bugging on and she put up with it and dealt with it because it was like a working she didn't you know he's Bill Cosby she works there she doesn't just right she works there so you got to keep your job it's what it's how we all get me tooed now the funny thing about this to me I don't know if it's funny but we were already going to do this segment like weeks ago when the trial started back up and we did because I was horrified okay so Julie was like out of town and the trial starts back up and um, I'm sitting there watching, watching, watching the, the TV's on mute and I see this bitch walking down and I'm like, well, who's that? His fucking attorney or I don't understand who that is. And so I end up like uh, grabbing the remote, unmuting it. And it says that she's the the what's it called when you, you're the one like not defendant, but she's the, the plaintiff. Yeah, I guess the plaintiff. So. I, I, the one, I, okay, go ahead. The woman is a full as okay. Like I'm talking, like it's as if you saw Julie walking down on the spectrum of dykiness. Oh yeah, the woman is at ten. Is she's at a ten, and Julie's at a ten as well. I so <laughs> she's walking down. I see this caption underneath, like Bill Cosby trial starts today, and I'm like, who in the world? What does she have to do with anything? I find out she's the person who accused him, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm like I'm okay all right okay i don't know so um so then if you don't know the first trial ended in a mistrial right. okay it was like a hung jury hung for the gods they could not unhang it it was a deadlock they're like we don't care what we got to do in here nobody's bending so um i did a little bit of research and this is like a few weeks ago and I find out um, that the that the jury got hung in that trial because well that basically that the defense their whole like argument their whole basis for their argument was that they Bill Cosby and her were having a sexual they were in a sexual relationship okay 
and I was like, with the <laughs> lesbian? I mean, this and is... And she's not a lesbian on the spectrum. No, she's at the top. She's at the top. She's a 10. Yeah. She's a level I think she 10. makes me look like a 9. No, she, yeah, she makes Julie, Lerman who eight. already I'm is very eight. feminine, who I didn't even believe <laughs> she'd say, people call me sir 10 times a day when we met. I'm like, yeah, right. Because she has cute cheeks, she has a girly face, <laughs> mm-hmm. but then I had someone hand her a credit card that said Julie Goldman and say, thank you, Mr. Goldman. And I go, but she sees that the name on there says Julie. Not only, not only, so I just had to, and Julie's like, see? And I was like, okay. So, um, so, but this woman is so fucking dikey because yeah. she's so athletic. Yep. And it's like the way like, um, what's that bitch it's that like does? It's like Martina Navratilova. No, no, it's like that bitch that does the hair. Oh, Sally Hershberger. Yeah, like you know how Sally Hershberger dikes on in, and you're like, mm. Jesus, I don't care if you've got a Meg Ryan hairdo, you are, yeah, you're a lot. But you don't think Martina is as dikey? Uh, I, I think this woman's more dikey than her. Oh, oh, this oh, woman yeah. is so goddamn athletic looking. <laughs> it's like, geez. So, and she's walking and she's blazer on and shit. And so they, so the defense was that that Bill Cosby and her were engaging in a, in a consensual relationship. Mm. Now, her sister. And her mother, this is in the hung jury. This is in the mistrial. Go up and testify that she had been an out lesbian since high school. This bitch is a professional basketball player from Montrovia or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yes. She was a professional basketball player. Like, I don't like men. So I only like, oh, she had a lower I, voice. So, I don't want to be with men. So I only want to be with women. I mean, like, when even when pro- there's professional women's basketball, because Julie and I went, we went to a fucking women's oh, basketball I mean, game wow, this dude. this year. And I was like this, Oof. everyone on the court's gay. And if they say they're not, they're lying. Like, I can't, I, I'm talking about, they need to joy read me because I have no problem. <laughs> I have no problem. You look gay, you're going to be gay. You can fuck right <laughs> off. You can fuck the right the fuck off. Um, and Julie's like, like I said, Julie go, he's married and here's 10 of his mistresses. I don't go, I don't care. He's gay. Uh-huh, he's gay. Yeah. I can tell. Well, the women too. You know. So anyway, <laughs> there, her Seven. sister goes up and testifies Oof. that she's been out, out of the closet since high school. Mm. And I don't know why, because I tried myself on not, I don't know why it got me so, I got so offended that, that they used that defense. Because it's preposterous. And it's so insulting. Yeah. They, they completely. That's invalidating. Yeah. You, know, you, want, you can call me a man all day, but if you, if I'm in the thing, you want to call me sir, but she was in a relationship with that guy trying to have, or she was having sex with that guy, that I would be like, uh, that would make my blood boil. Oh, and that would make, my, my, like, that would make me crazy. You say someone sexually assaulted you and then they go up because yeah. he's rich and say right. you were in a consensual relationship. It's like, look at her. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at her. Yeah. And, and, and the mother and sister testified and it's like, and they still hung that jury. I was like, those people need to be fucking they need to be hung. taken out and shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this time, I mean, it was quick turnaround, yeah. guilty bitch, three counts of sexual assault. He can get up to 10 years for each count. Mm. He's 80, playing it off like he's Bye. blind. And, oh, he, and right gosh. now he's on house arrest. I'm like, he needed to go right on to jail. Yeah, they're not. He's not going to go to jail. But I hope that he because they're not going to put him in jail. They're just not going to put him in jail. They're not. I just don't believe they will. He's 80. He's Bill Cosby. They may do house arrests for 10 years or something, but I don't think he's going to jail. I think he'll have to pay a lot of money in a civil I suit. I think he should. He already he already has to pay her like two point five million. Oh, yeah. Something. Good. So he's going to lose all his money and whatever. But I just don't think they're going to put him in jail. I, that's just what I don't. That's just what I think. I mean, not that he shouldn't go. He should. And oh, 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 not that anyone would be mean to him. I think he would go in and become a king. You know what I mean? 
But for him, he'd die within. I think he would die within a year. Good. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, he should go to jail, and I don't think that's fair at all. I think, of course not. You know, people go to jail for their fucking ten years for selling drugs, and that motherfucker is gonna. Yeah, well, Martha Stewart, look at her. She had to go to fucking jail oh, for what? God, that's getting a, great a, a point. tip, an insider tip on money. But they don't care about rapists. Well, high fives, high fives across the board. Oh, meeting in the ladies' room adjourned. Yeah. Now it's time for so there's that. All right, blah, 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 words, words, words. This is the part of the show where Julie has to find something in the news that made her angry-ass happy. That um, Now, Bill Cosby is pretty much the ultimate, so there's that for Meow Meow. So I mean, really. I really have no idea what this bitch is about to pull out of her ass, but let me hear. What's your so there's that for this week? I mean, I really had have nothing. I okay. got nothing. I got nothing because I'm all about Bill Cosby. I'm all about, like, now they've <sighs> got women are petitioning um, R. Kelly to get fucking taken down. <laughs> I mean, it's just like happening. It's happening. My dreams are coming true. I don't get to be a part of it at all. My vigilante group dreams are going to die. But I'm glad that other people are doing it and it's happening. And really, you know what? I could just be so... <laughs> <laughs> that you're However. Vigil- yeah. <laughs> all right. So I really had to look. I mean, it's just like, I just don't care. Nothing was... I'm not really into any of this. But this is this is kind of a good thing. Um. I read this article in The Hill and the headline is Senate Dems to Force Vote on Net Neutrality. So if you've forgotten, net neutrality was there was a um, none but not neutrality. Go not, back and listen to our right. episode where we interviewed right. a lawyer about it. There's basically we're in a moment where your shit just can go anywhere online. Anyone can get your shit like that's the whole thing with the we're just in a weird place with the Internet. Everyone's trying to sell all your data. Everyone's trying to sell your information we can't control any of it. It's all just being voted on for us. It's pretty fucked up. And, and um, we can't, we can't, it's, we don't honestly see what we Google either. It's right. going to be all. It's fucked up. Optimized so, searches. And Senate shit. Democrats are planning to take a first step next week toward forcing a vote to restore the Federal Communication Commission's net neutrality regulations. So basically, Democrats are taking back the night. They're forcing a vote and they believe that they have the votes to get the regulation back against net neutrality. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We love you guys so much. Again, please join our Patreon podcast and pay us $1 an episode so that we can have money for drugs and alcohol and bills. Um, mm-hmm. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and sign up. You'll probably like it. In fact, we just found out that we have not one, not two, but three what? straight guy listeners on the what? Patreon. Three straight guys. Oh, I feel pretty. <laughs> I feel pretty. Hey, yep. bros. That's the Patreon, you guys. On Dumb Politics, we have more straight guys. Cause, but on the Patreon, that's... Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, heterosexual gentlemen, for, for paying for us and making I us... I don't know if they pay. I think one of oh, them might the be listening to his wife. Right, yeah, well, whatever. Listen, you know, you got to do what no, you got to do. No, I think two of them do. I appreciate it. 
Um, hey, people think straight Promote guys don't like shows, us, bitch. but they do. Okay. <laughs> um, what? Where are we now? Oh, Mo, this is coming up. We got the big tour, the big Heartland tour coming Julie's up. Julie's writhing around in her chair. I'm going to, poo. to shit. Man. Remember, I told y'all she always has to every time the podcast. It makes her comfy. Her anus. I don't know what it is. Her, her fucking her her anus relaxes and prolapses. Prolapse. It prolapses. <laughs> if it did, I don't know what's going on with my wireless. But right now, let me just tell you that May 9th to the twelfth, I'm going to be um, Bend, Oregon, Boise, Idaho, and Salt Lake City, Utah. Go on Facebook. Go to my Facebook page. And you, there's all the information. Every link is there. You can get tickets on purplepass.com. And, um, you know, please, please, please come. I can't wait to see you there. I've never been to any of those places, so it's going to be fun. Um, And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb, bitch. Time's, Time's up. up. Time's up. I'm going to have a meeting in the ladies' room right now. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met, my faithful hand in hand he's just a little broad dine because when you knocked he thought you were the candy man don't get strung up by the way i look don't judge a book by its cover i'm not much of a man by the light of day but by night i'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme And maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite. Transsexual Transylvania <laughs> So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation
anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 